This episode of the Profanity Nation podcast has been brought to you by United One Protection Services. We do more than just security. We protect your livelihood. Whether it's commercial or residential needs, United One Protection Services has you covered. You can find them at unitedoneps.com. That's united, the number one, ps.com. This episode of the Profanity Nation is brought to you by the SEO Queen Digital Marketing Agency, where you are more than a number. Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast. Joined always by Stat Pat, Money Mike, yours truly, Simsta. Oh man, guys, we got a great full pack show for you today. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but the best thing yet, guys, we have basketball. We don't only have basketball. We've got WNBA basketball. We've got NBA basketball. We've got sports. We've got TV to watch. Um, first, let's get started with how you guys doing. Stat Pat, how you doing today? Man, we're doing great, man. Like you said, man, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm happy that we actually have some sports to watch. And the fact that we have, the, like you said, the WNBA, the NBA, man, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Money Mike, what you thinking, dude? How's it going? Yo, 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 I'm good. You know, just came fresh out of Vegas. You know, had to come back down to do the show. Uh, great time out there celebrating my wife's birthday. Uh, but I was still getting in the NBA. I was watching the games, the WNBA and, and the Lakers for show. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, guys, let's get started with the WNBA, okay? The LA Sparks, WNBA opened up their season, and that includes the LA Sparks, and it was an impressive showing. I mean, uh, you know, they played well. They played against the Phoenix Mercury, and, um, I, I mean, it was just outstanding. It was a 99-76 to 76 win against Diana Taurasi's Mercury, and it was just great performances by Nika Odumake, 21 points on 8-for-8 eight eight shooting and 7 rebounds in only 24 minutes of play. Man. Um, it was just outstanding. It was an outstanding game, uh, outstanding showing, especially for the first game of a season. And of course, they too are in a bubble, so so they're focused and they just look ready to go. Derek Fisher looks like he's got them ready to go, ready to play. Their defense was outstanding. Um, you know, um, it essentially was a third quarter that that really did it for them. It was a thirty to eight third quarter 30 points to eight in the third period alone and, and they just put the clamps down defensively on them and it was just a beautiful thing to see um you know they're just starting the season but a really great showing there guys really really great showing what'd you think of the game yeah i think it's great you know it, it, um, i'm proud of Derek fisher you, you know teaching a little bit of the triangle you can see that you know and, and the key to that is obviously defense so you know uh you know you're going up against uh tarashi now tarashi not just on the team you got scotty diggers on on there for first um uh, you know it's her first year on on, on the phoenix team so and scotty's a pretty you know nice ball player also so yeah the way they was able to clamp them down the third quarter and just take control of the game was pretty good yeah it was great stat pad fun stuff right i mean seriously i mean the fact that when they scored 38 points off it's 27 Forest court um, turnovers. That's you know that's more that's four is more than the average of four turnovers a, a, a quarter. And so they're able able to go ahead 
and get out after it and turn that defense into offense. And like you said, the game pretty much boiled down to the third quarter. That 38, I mean, that 30 to 8 scoring, I mean, if you look at it, it's like it's, 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 it's glaring. The fact that they were able to go ahead and put that much distance and really coast the way the rest of the way of the game. I mean, everyone was going off. I mean, they had six Sparks players pretty much within double digits. I mean, uh, double you know double digits. So yeah, it was it was just a good first game, and it let them know that they were actually ready to play this this time. Oh my, just outstanding first game. Um, you know, we uh, are part of the press conferences, the post-game press conferences for the Sparks. You know, we're big here on the Profanity Nation. We like to support the Sparks. And uh, just to let people know if you missed it, you know, we uh, broadcast the Sparks or we're able to broadcast the Sparks pregame party on Zoom, which was outstanding. We've talked about it, you know, that it, it's really tough to get that fan um, um interaction with of course the teams being in a bubble but i really liked what the sparks did with this pregame they had a dj going um it was wonderful they actually gave out prizes dancing kids dancing families dancing it really felt fun and it actually felt a little bit little bit like a game atmosphere it was neat it was really neat and i was really glad we were a part of that yeah i want to say big ups to dj mowski man i mean he he is he to me is like one of the best in the business i've i've uh, gone to a USC game where he was DJing and somebody fall and he was just right on cue, we fall down, you know. So when I saw that, uh, you know, he was he was out there DJing and he was putting people on the camera and they were just staring like this. He he, he didn't get off the camera until they started moving their hands or something. They had people in the kitchen. Oh, you were you you in the kitchen? You cooking? You cooking in the kitchen? You dancing? You know, so he was really interactive. Yeah. You know, getting in, you know, so it was really enjoyable because number one, people were there, and then they got put in the spot. So it, it seemed like you know how you're at the game, and they got like what uh, the know, fan like, cam you know, going around. You know, it was great. Fan cam. That's yeah. that's the essence of what he did. So let me just tell you, the Sparks they got it right all the way around. And DJ Mouskin, man, big ups to you because uh, you 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 definitely was able to get everybody involved. No, it, it, I don't know. It may only been twenty people there, but it felt like it was a couple. I think it was about a, at least. A, I think there was at least a hundred people there. Yeah. Um, at least a hundred Zoom accounts on, which means multiple people, families. So three or four yeah. people per Zoom account um, tuning in. And yeah, I thought it was funny. It was hilarious as I was watching uh, DJ called out. What? Why aren't you dancing? And right. <laughs> on him like a solo like this. The guy's sitting there and he's just like this. He's like, Why aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it was just great. Uh, I loved it. It was wonderful, guys. Uh, you know, let's, we actually have a quote from the press game, uh, press uh, uh, conference here um, from Derek Fisher. So let's go ahead and listen to that and tell me what you guys think. Around that end of the floor. Yeah, I think when she first checked into the game, it was, you know. Okay. We lost that for a second, guys. No problem. Um so anyways, uh, he was just talking about the defensive effort of Tia Cooper, uh, her rookie effort, by the way, and how well she played and so forth. So uh, it was really amazing and uh, really did a great job. So uh, that was outstanding. We'll see if we can get him back here at any time, but we'll see what we can do. Um, okay. Uh, other than that, guys, uh, you know, one of the quotes that Derek said, you know, on defense's performance, that's where we want to hang our hats. Offense always comes and goes. And even though we're talented, you don't need talent to play great defense. Is that true? I have talent to play great defense. No, hey, defense is nothing but effort. It's always effort. You right. know, on on any 
from you know from little eight, nine, ten year olds to professional level. You know, anybody, if you go and put the effort in there, you get in their face, you move your feet, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's that's that definitely is what uh, has you to win the game. I mean, everybody loves the flash, the alley oop, you know, the pass, the three point shot, you know, all those types of things. But look, we one of the reasons why the Lakers, um, you know, won won their championship, you know, in that game seven against the Celtics is because the defense, you know, Kobe had a bad shooting night. He said, look, I'm about to get every rebound I possibly can. You know, that's a form of defense. Well, so, well, fish knows. Fish knows. Right. If anyone knows, right. the Bulldog knows. And, and, fish and knows. Derek was right there. So, yeah, you're like you said, defense comes to goals. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sorry. Offense comes to goals. But defense is definitely what always keeps you in the game regardless. Okay, let's see if we I, have Derek again really quick here. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Let's see if we have Derek ready. And on what you're seeing from her on that end of the floor. Yeah, I think when she first checked into the game, it was, you know, it's your first WNBA game. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you dreamt about this, I'm, I'm sure, for some time. And uh, so I, I think initially she was just kind of trying to find her way. And when she came back in the game the next couple of times, uh, that's who Coop is. She, she really can. She has a, a talent in terms of getting after the basketball, getting after ball handlers. Uh, she's tough physically, mentally. And that's something that we hope to be able to use. Uh, Great stuff from Derek right there, talking about Tia Cooper. Uh, rookie, she came in. She made a big difference there, guys. It was great to see. Yeah, you know, I love her name, man. You know, her name was Coop. So, you know, she does, you know, she, you yeah, know, you know. she does something good. You know what I mean? We we may not be in, over there in the stadium, but we're going to be like, cool. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Lakers love, the, we love our oohs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke. All right, guys. All right. Uh, we have one more uh, statement here, and I, I think it uh, needs to be played. And this is from uh, Nika Odumake. And uh, let's go ahead and play her uh, statements here. I mean, you know, coming into this, I think everybody knew why this was bigger than basketball, um, especially for the W. We're not new to this fight. And uh, as I've said previously before to other people, our movement has found its moment. Um, this is who we are. And I'm just really happy to be able to finally be in this season playing the game. To be honest, I never... <laughs> I never thought that I would be playing basketball this year um, after what we had gone through, but that um, that is incredibly trivial compared to what we're fighting for. And I'm so glad that we can dedicate this weekend to Breonna Taylor and raising awareness um, for the justice that has yet to be served for her. Uh, guys, that was a common theme uh, for this game and the, the presser was Breonna Taylor. And justice for Breonna Taylor. Uh, they uh, have that on their jerseys, Breonna Taylor. Um, so, uh, as usual, the WNBA and the uh, Women's League is very progressive with that. And they're doing a great job. They're doing a great job keeping it in front of everybody and keeping it known. So, uh, kudos to them. And uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Sparks. Thank you, WNBA, for, for keeping these messages uh, front and center because it's necessary. Yeah, you know, I, I love the sports for that because, I mean, obviously, you know, the WNBA as a whole, but, you know, the sports as an organization, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're the leader in, 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 the, in the cause. You know, they, they hosted or we hosted an um, authenticity pa panel a couple of weeks ago, which was amazing, you know, talking about another issue that, 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 that goes on. So, 
I love the fact of how they are able and understand that you can't blend both. You can blend uh, um, the cause and the purpose and what's going on in the real world and what affects everybody and also bring, you know, you uh, go out there and play some good basketball and, and win at the same time. So, um, you know, kudos to the Sparks on both levels. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the fact that they are able to be in a, I mean, forefront and especially right now, um, the, the message right now is justice for Breonna Taylor. And the fact that, you know, and I, I love her sweater. I mean, we are Breonna Taylor. And that drives home the point because they want you to see her in them and that they all have, that could be them. That could be anyone that's playing in the WNBA and they want to go ahead and, and bring out that message. And I, I love the fact that they're always been a part of the, um, you know, uh, in front of, especially when it comes to social justice, um, they've been in the forefront. Uh, WNBA uh, do not mind taking off, you know, time to pursue social justice. And I mean, that's just an example for everyone. And the fact that the ladies are out there, you know, they're out there, uh, you know, shedding light on the subject and actually being, you know, the truth bearers, man, we need that. And I do, like I, like I said, like Mike said, I do appreciate everything they're doing right now because they are actually, you know, they're amazing. There's no doubt. Absolutely. It's great. All right, guys. Well, this is fun time now. Uh, you know, our podcast was started for one reason and one reason only, and that was to highlight professional fans, super fans in the sport, whether it's NBA, WNBA, G League, baseball, football, soccer, we don't care. We highlight professional fans. And this week, someone went viral that just sent it to another level. It was outstanding. Guys, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and share this here really quick, of course. Um, we're talking about Hayden D'Amico. And let's go ahead and have him join the show. Hey, Hayden, how you doing, buddy? Going on, guys. How you doing? Welcome to the show. We're so, oh, man. We're, we're so happy to have you on the show. Uh, you know, again, this is all about professional fans. The Profanity Nation is the Profan Nation, and you highlight that. You are a professional fan. How are you doing? What's it like to be you after you go viral with your picture with Alex Cruz? So why don't you just tell us how it happened and, and, and just fill us in. Go ahead. All right. Uh, first off, I want to shout out uh, my boys ATO and my dad because I know they're watching. So what's up, guys? Uh, but for the for the picture, uh, I remember. So we were getting ready before the wedding, and I, my bachelor party. We were talking about my Caruso jersey, and they're like, "You won't wear it when you get married." I was like, "Watch me." <laughs> so we're getting ready, and uh, I had I, I put it on, and we were just making sure it didn't like you couldn't see. You could see through the white shirt, but I had my jacket on. You couldn't really see it, and then I had her dad help me with the tie, and uh, he's helping with the tie. He's like, "Wait," he's like, "Dude, take take that undershirt off. What are you doing?" I was like, no, I can't. It's my Caruso jersey. It's my good luck charm. He's like, why know about this? And I was like, no. Uh, so he's like, well, your funeral then. So <laughs> I, mean, I do everything in it. I, I go get right on the aisle, stuff like that. She, she comes down, we get married, and we leave. You know, I never got to man and wife. We leave. First thing we do, we turn the corner, get out of the room. First thing I tell like, Bailey, all right, please don't hate me. Uh, I wore my Caruso jersey under this. She, she laughed. She thought it was awesome. Uh, she, it was a gift from her, so I think she really appreciated the fact that I was wearing a gift from her. But yeah, all the haters in the comments saying we're going to get divorced next week. No, we're not. 
<laughs> hey man, no. was, hey you, but you you said it you said it uh, right the first time. That's your good luck charm, right? You know what I mean. So you you got everything. You you know you you uh, fell in love. You married her. You say, you know what? To make sure that this works, I'm gonna make sure <laughs> you give me a home run. I get a yeah. slam dunk. I gotta wear my good luck charm. So uh, are yeah. you, I mean, the, the bride's no, supposed to wear something married, blue. Isn't the bride right. supposed to wear something blue, something borrowed? All right. So you wore something purple and oh. something special. It's perfect. <laughs> I think I think it fits. I think actually you started a new trend. Yeah, I don't see why we shouldn't be doing that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and with with a picture like so, I, I texted the photographer. I was like, "Hey, can we wait a little while? Still haven't got all the pictures back." Text the photographer. I'm like, "Hey, can you edit that picture as soon as you can and send it to me? Like, I I want to I want to put it out." I remember I was saying, I was "Like, I just want Alex to see it, like it, retweet. I don't care. I want him to see it." <laughs> I tweeted it one night, and the next day it gets it gets some some uh, some love, some favorites, some retweets, and then we're in we're in our room, and she's like, "Hey." Did you see Alex Caruso responded? I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, he quoted it." And I, I went to Twitter. I saw it. You can ask her. I was like freaking out. I was like jumping up and down. I was doing like cartwheels stuff like that. It went nuts. And I mean, I expected that to be the the, the height. And then Bleacher Report DMs me asking if they could use it. ESPN tweets it. Jim Rome talked about it. Like it was nuts. I did not expect it to get that big. Dude, the nation calls you. Because see, we want to talk to you about it, right? We don't want just a picture. We, don't, we, want, we want to actually talk to you about how you became a professional fan. <laughs> the fact that, I mean, I, I mean, it was like, I mean, the picture was, I mean, was perfect. I mean, the, the picture when it comes out, you, you come out and you, you, you open it up, you're looking like Superman, you know, and you got, you know, you're wearing that on your chest. We love that. Um, like I said, we're all here. We you know, we say we're professional fans because we we think about the Lakers all the time. We think about you know the G League all the time. We want to go ahead and see like-minded people like yourself that is like thinking to have the wherewithal. Be like, you know what? I'm actually going to put this jersey on in my wedding and then Bob. Now I wouldn't. I couldn't have done it. I mean, your wife, your wife was like, you know, I'm married too, man. So your wife though would you know let you do it? I I had to, I would have had to take that off. I would have tried to slide it by. But at the same time, she would have been like, yeah, you know, I got to take that jersey off. But <laughs> the fact that you were able to go ahead and pull that off, and it was that that moment, like I said, one one you know for the you know one big win for the small guy, you know, for the little guy. I, I, that's what I was like. Okay, we got. And then my man Mike was like, you know, we got to get him on the show because we, because that's what we all about. Like, man, we see some stuff like that. Man, we got to go ahead and address that because you know that's really cool. Absolutely. All right, man. So tell us a little bit. So, so how how long have you been a Laker fan, and how did you uh, kind of zero in on Alex Caruso? Is he your favorite Laker right now, or what's going on with that? Yeah, he definitely is. So, uh, story about me. Growing up, I was always a big football guy. I'm a big Steeler fan, stuff like that. Big football guy. Never really got into basketball because my dad didn't play, my mom didn't play it. Um, but when I got to college, me and some friends I made, we played two K like religious. So when I'm playing 2K all the time, I'm, like, playing with basketball players, like, learning more about certain players. I learned that, like, Jerry West had, like, the nastiest three-point shot before three-point line even existed. And uh, I remember I was, like, well, I was going to get – I said, I'm going to get in the NBA, and I'm going to pick a franchise to, to be on a bandwagon for. So um, I didn't want to do, like, the Cavs because I knew LeBron was leaving, and anytime LeBron leaves Cleveland, they're just garbage. Uh, I didn't want to do like the Warriors, who's like a big name, something like that. So I'm not gonna lie, 
the team I jumped on was the Timberwolves. However, we can't. There's it, it's it's literally the least amount of fun being Timberwolves. <laughs> I think it's less fun being a Clipper fan, but we'll get to that later. Like <laughs> I picked him because I really like Jimmy Butler, and then I <laughs> I picked him as the bandwagon, and then he left immediately. <laughs> But uh, they traded a lot for Butler too. <laughs> they, yeah, they traded. They traded Zach Levine, and but so if, we don't get a lot of winning. So and when LeBron left, and I've I've said it, I said it right away. I was like, he's gonna go to LA. And we're like, no, he's not. I'm like he's gonna go to LA. I promise you. So I I did follow him out, and like I've I've been watching the Lakers with him out there because being an Ohio guy, it's like next to Jesus Christ, like right there below. Him. <laughs> hey, hey, I saw that documentary, man. I was kind of depressed for y'all for Cleveland, at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he gave him a, he a, his second time leaving went way better than his first yeah. time. Yeah, game yeah. But I mean, I, I watched the the Lakers. I just I seeing I just like feeling that like LeBron is arguably arguably the greatest player of all time. It's great to see him just shoot over the Lakers. It's just like nostalgia almost. Um, but I mean, I was watching them and they weren't doing too high last year, but I remember I was watching them versus the Warriors and this random dude, I'd never heard of them, catches yeah. a, a punch like, play. dunks it on like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson all at the same time. And I was like, who is that? And <laughs> I, I looked him up and he had like crazy uh, highlights in the G League. He had crazy highlights in Texas A&M. I was like, that's my guy, dude. I mean, I, he, he looks like me. But he's <laughs> you like, can relate balling. <laughs> so like, I would always joke like, "Who's gonna be reigning MVP?" I'd be like, "Alex Caruso." I mean, I was just joking. But then like, he started playing a lot more, like showing like he's actually a really good athlete. Like he mm-hmm. really like, exceeded all my expectations. Like he is, I love him. So that's yeah. why I, I mean, I talked about him day and night. So she got me this Laker jersey for my birthday. Shut me up, I guess. Well, Caruso Caruso holds a special heart in this show's uh, special place in the heart of this show. And the reason why is because this show started as a G League podcast, specifically oh. G League. And we were following specifically the South Bay Lakers. And Caruso, of course, got his start. Other teams, but really got his start and, and really got his chance on the South Bay Lakers and of course, eventually on the Lakers themselves. So, so we've been watching Caruso for a while. We've been watching him before he made it to the big club and we've been watching him as he played back and forth from G league and the big club. Um, and we're talking, you know, watching him close up, watching him courtside. So, um, He's just great. He's always been this player. He's always played with this fire, this intensity. It didn't matter the game. didn't matter the G League. didn't matter if it was a Lakers training facility, Staples Center, or Madison Square Garden. He brings the same intensity every game, every play, and every second he's out there. And uh, that's why he's a fan favorite. So we get it. And he's one of our favorites, too. He's just outstanding. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's what's so uh, interesting uh, you know, between us and the rest of the world, because we knew about him. You know, they have his Caruso show uh, uh, shirts. They're sold out. They can't get them. They can't keep them in because you know everybody. You know, in the South Bay Lakers family, always knew about him. So, uh, he, yeah, he's and he. You know what? He's a great guy too. You know, real nice to talk to, and you know, 
you cordial, whatever, you know, you could, you could, you know, he, he would stay, uh, mean times is after, after a South Bay Laker game and, and just sit around and just chat with the fans. So he, you know, he's a real person, great, great guy, personality wise, and also a great basketball player. So yeah, yeah you know, um, you know, we love, we love the white mamba. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, it's a cool thing about like, um, Alex Russo is the fact that, you know, you saw him at the end of games. He was actually, you know, in, you know, the fourth quarter. And when the games actually counted, he was in there with LeBron James being that defensive presence that they need at the top. And the fact that he was doing that, you know, he was getting, you know, getting a reputation of not just being, you know, like a flash in the pan. It wasn't like a a Jeremy Lin insanity situation. This guy came in there and he actually did, you know, he grind. And so when he went in, he actually, you know, went in with a purpose to give them that defensive presence. And you know, and it, and and you, it actually did translate into wins, and that's one thing that really kind of got it. Because before it was like Bleacher Report always have something on Alex Caruso, like they always, and they, they kind of get a little, you know, they get you know jabbed about doing that because sometimes it's it's always the, the Alex Caruso. But once he's able to go ahead and actually, you look at his plus minus, and then you also look at his win percentage. You know, it, it's really good, and especially for a person like, you know, when you see that Avery Bradley is not sometimes not finishing games, or when yeah. you see that Rondo is not finishing games, but it's actually the fourth point guard or fourth guard is in there finishing games with those starters. I mean, that's what bring. That's what we are. I mean, we love about Alex Caruso, and you know, the fact that we all have the same. You know, we share the same passion. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've noticed this myself. Like, I. With watching Caruso, even even when he's not in, I find myself like genuinely rooting for the Lakers. Like following him and LeBron, especially too, I've like like became like a Laker fan. Like I, I root for them. And I want them to win. It's 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 like I've never no place I didn't have ties to. It's it's, it's a weird feeling like this, but it's definitely showing like a love. Man, I would tell you, man, being a Laker fan is like one of the best best things you best decisions you ever make in your life. So I would say choose it's a family. No, 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 hold on. Choose your beautiful bride number one, becoming a Laker fan number two. One, two, there you go. Oh, that's, well, hold on. that's what I was gonna say. So hold on a second. Let me let me get I didn't want to clarify some things. You did say Hayden that are you a Steeler fan? Yes, sir. Okay, so hey, that's big, guys. If you don't realize what the hell is going happening, you live in Ohio. Yes, sir. Okay, so he's a Steeler fan in Ohio. So the Cleveland Browns and the Steelers—they have a big rivalry. And the fact that he's in Brown Country and, <laughs> and Bengals Country sporting the the, the black and yellow—that's yes, a little bit. So and, they, and yellow, black and they, yellow. they have the six championship, the six Super Bowl rings. They tied with the, you know, they, I mean, just now tied because the Patriots just caught up to them. So I know you've been fighting the good fight on the football front. Now you're coming over here to the basketball team, which is the best in the world. So, yeah, man, I mean, I, look, man, you know how to pick a winner, bro. I mean, just put it that way. You have to pick a winner. Awesome. <laughs> I was born. I was born in Pittsburgh, and like my uh, my family immigrated from Italy to Pittsburgh. So I don't want everybody watching this thinking that I'm some some bandwagon chaser here. I promise I'm not. <laughs> You've earned it. You were born there. Yeah. Yes, you clarify that because people were gonna be like the Lakers. You sure the Lakers? You know, I mean, you know, hey, but the Lakers sucked for a minute. So you know, like you know, 
So you know, hey, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Hey, it, it was hard. Fun. It was hard eight nine years, man. It was hard, bro. It was hard. It's hard. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into some fun stuff. Let's continue. Uh, of course, we have NBA basketball going. We have Laker basketball going. We're two games into the scrimmages. One game left, guys. The Lakers have looked pretty good. I don't know. A little bit of rust, maybe. But overall, look pretty good. Uh, let's start with Hayden. Hayden, what did you think about these first two scrimmage games? Uh, they definitely, like, it didn't miss a beat. Uh, I, I was saying Dion Waiters, like, came out. Of, like, I know he's good, but, like, came out of nowhere, just shooting threes. I didn't really know much about Dion before he came to the Lakers, but, I mean, he proved it, like, immediately. And uh, even J.R. Smith, like, it's kind of in his personality to do things like crazy shots, stuff like that. But that oop he did like, behind his back took some balls and he, <laughs> like, he, he's like such a personality trait. It's awesome to have on that team. So, but with like the regular guys, like LeBron just catching alley oops and, and just bringing it home, like it seems like they have just like been grinding more than anybody has. Seems like they've really been working at it, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is. It, it was really good. You know, uh, uh, they didn't miss a beat. I was worried about, like, you know, we talked about previous episodes, like who's going to come out of shape, who's going to come not ready. But it looks like they were just ready. You know, it seemed like you, you know that they were nipping at the bit, like, hey, we got to start the season so we could get this championship. And then, um, you know, you got a little worried when Rondo went down. You're like, oh, who's going to replace him? But now I'm not worried, you know, because, you know, these are scrimmages, but these these scrimmages mean something because, you know, um, you know, you you saw what the first game against the Mavericks, you know, Curry, you know, <laughs> Seth Curry was acting like Steph Curry. Yeah, you know? he was hitting threes like crazy. Yeah. So he was serious at trying to go ahead and make an impact in the game. So, the you know, so they're trying to definitely get in game shape. They're not trying to take nobody, nothing off. And. Man, J.R. Smith, like you said, with the you waiters with the command on the floor. Um, you know, Dwight going out there, being in the right place at the right, point, uh, right time, especially when you didn't know Dwight was coming or not, you know. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see, you know, us go ahead and, uh, you know, get this chip. Well, we have a we hold up really quick, Dad. We have a comment from uh, one of our listeners, Benjamin uh, Wilder. Oh. Uh, excuse me. Wilbur Dean. Uh, that's okay, friend of yours, Hayden. Uh, he just thinks LeBron shouldn't be chucking 40-foot bricks and he should utilize Kuz. I'm going to assume uh, he might be a LeBron hater. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but don't worry, don't worry. He's in good company because we have our resident LeBron hater called Money Mike right here. So we're going to go ahead and uh, let that be because Money Mike might have something to say about that as well. You know, yeah. okay, look, look, look. I'm going to tell y'all, you know, you know, uh, no, I'm not a LeBron fan, but I root for him because he's on the team. Just as I wasn't a Carl Malone fan, but I rooted for him because he was on the team. So, hey, you know, I just don't want LeBron to mess up. That's my whole thing, you know. <laughs> if, if LeBron, mess up. Yeah, if LeBron could just not mess up and execute and get the ball to the people that's going to win that game winning shot, I'm cool with LeBron as long as we get the chip at the end of the day. That's all I'm going to say about that, man. That's all I'm gonna say today. Yeah, you got to come some slack. I mean, I mean, one thing I can say about the team and what I mean, just going by the first two games of scrimmage. I mean, if LeBron is not shooting jumpers when he go into the when he's taking it in rack, you know, taking to the rack, pretty much is he's unstoppable. 
Um, and I believe once he starts looking at, you know, I mean, I, I, once he starts realizing that his percentage is going lower because he's shooting these, I mean, as Benjamin said, the 40 foot bricks, you know, he's going to be more in tune to going to the rack. Um, and then what we were talking about earlier, we had Deion Waiters. We were talking about J.R. Smith. One thing about those two guys, I mean, we thought there was going to be a big void with Avery Bradley and also Rondo going. I mean, you should have heard once once Rondo went down, I mean, Twitter was all over the Lakers. Like, how in the world are they going to win if they don't have those two, their best two defensive guys? And I'm like, well, some of these guys were not Laker fans because they really didn't look at the Lakers the way we look at the Lakers. And sometimes Rondo was not always at his best, his, especially his Boston best when it comes to the defensive end. But now that you see – and also, I mean, you, people were daring him to shoot. So now you got guys that actually first, number one, Deion Wade can create his own shot. So that's a, that's a big plus. So when the ball gets to him within seven seconds of the end of the shot clock, he's not looking to – it's not hot potato. He's not passing it to another guy. So he's actually trying to create. And then J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith is really – I mean, he's really worked his way into the rotation, I believe. Um, one thing, uh, like I said, I didn't know he had that oop in his bag. I mean, the fact that he was able to throw that up and saw that guy, it takes a little bit of awareness to be able to pull that off. And then, of course, and the one thing we can't, we cannot, you know, we cannot state was Kuzma's, you know, I mean, Kuzma's actual game right now is the Kuzma that we always wanted in the beginning of the season. If this is the same, if this is a Kuzma we're going to get, you might as well go ahead and mail them the chip right now. If this is the Kuzma that we get now, this guy is going to be putting in at least 20, 18 points, 15, 16 points a game and a threat on the floor. You got to respect that. And that's something that the Lakers were actually going, it was heavy on AD, heavy on you know LeBron. But if you actually get this competent third score and then all the other pieces that we got together and the defense and this camaraderie is something that we haven't really seen in a long time when it comes to Lakers. I mean, we've seen a lot of teams with the Lakers championship teams, but this kind of camaraderie amongst the guys, this is something special and they really want to go ahead and win this. And so I really believe, you know, just based upon this small sample size, we might have something here. We might have something special. And I mean, I'm really excited about this team. Yeah, definitely. No, it's outstanding. And uh, guys, there's one more scrimmage game and then we're into what they, what they're calling the seeding games. Now there, there was a development in the bubble. It wasn't with the Lakers this time. Of course, we know we had our own offender in Dwight Howard. You know, shame on Dwight for, for being so rude to break a rule and not wear a mask. I mean, how how dare you do that in the bubble? But wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. Someone took the headline away from Dwight Howard and his little uh, mask squabble. Guys. <laughs> Guys, the Los Angeles Stri uh, sorry, not Los Angeles, Los Angeles Clippers guard Lou Williams left the bubble to tend to a family emergency. Now we'll all question what that family emergency was, but one way or the other, he ended up at a strip club. <laughs> and he went ahead and he broke the rules and this guy's in trouble a little bit now, guys. Uh, he's on a 10-day quarantine. He's not allowed to participate in practice. He is going to miss two seeding games, number one being the game with the Lakers. 
What do you say? You've got uh, the news coming out of the bubble, guys. 350 players test negative every day. Uh, the bubble's been secure. The health of the players are there. And then you've got something like this that gets out and a player goes out and just kind of really just snubs his nose at the whole process, right? Um, he got a 10-day quarantine, but that's mandatory. Is that a consequence? Are there more consequences to come? Guys, what do you think about this? Let's start with Money Mike. Here's my first question. Here's my first question. This is what I want to know. Did Doc Rivers call and snitch on him? On his own player. <laughs> exactly. On his own player. <laughs> Doc Rivers was said he was going to be on that hotline. He was going to be on that hotline. So, you know, <laughs> so that's my first question. Second thing is, look, you know, the, th the thing about it is, like, you had all these months to take these risks. And now... You know, we are at an opportunity where the NBA is trying to do everything they can to keep everybody safe. You know, they they had a 100%, um, you know, negative rate of all the players and staff. Um, and, and probably the, the the hottest place in for COVID in, 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 in the United States. So that's a pretty, uh, um, you know, big, great feat. And he saw Rudy Gobert. <laughs> he saw really go bad, shut it down. Lou Williams don't care. The 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 strippers are more important than 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 the game. Hey, you know what? Clippers weren't gonna win the championship anyway, but I don't want that as an excuse. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. So let's go to Pat. Okay, so we're gonna act like we are surprised by Lou Will's uh, behavior. First of all. Drake also, I mean, a long time ago on the song called Six Man, already brought it out for everybody. Dude says six man like Lou Will, two girls, and they get along like Lou Will. So you already know what he's <laughs> all about. So I'm just saying right here, dude, if you were actually going out there to the club, I mean, first of all, let me get let me just put it straight out there to you. Magic City Magic City has a, a reputation where I mean, like like for good chicken wings, I've heard. Well, the fact that he's so, so good thing you said that. So my man said, ask, Lou Will said, ask any of my teammates what's my favorite restaurants in Atlanta is. Ain't nobody partying. Now, you know, ain't nobody going to the strip club for chicken wings. No one's doing that. No, one, <laughs> no one's doing that. Um, so, I mean, if you want to. Or a chance breaking the quarantine and getting a tent over chicken wings? I don't think so. Dude, took a whole new meaning of risking it all. I mean, the guy just went out there and decided, now we got to ask the question now. Is he really serious about this championship thing? I mean, because he's been, you know, he really got, you know, the, basically he got the six man award always sold up every year. So he has a little bit of fame in that regard. But at the same time, man, that's cool. Jamal Crawford did that before he did. But at the same time, are we really ready to win this championship? And I know what the call said, basically, you know, that he, you know, this is a grown man. But he's a grown man that he got to have some grown man consequences. Now, look, man, I'm not a snitch. I don't care about it. Do your thing, bro. Go ahead and do your thing. But at the same time, if it's going to cost you a championship, then you need to understand what you did was pretty much, pretty much not cool. But, look, I'm just saying here – if it was any of my team, would I pretty much, you know, say that I would condone it? 
Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm a, I can donate. And y'all, <laughs> you, know, you know, I want to be like, man, no, I'm be mad. No, man, you know what I'm saying? It's Magic City. It's magical. I mean, it's magical. That's what I heard. I mean, that's what I heard. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's what you heard. It's magical. Okay. Just just for the record, guys, we did ask Clipper Jill uh, to join us for tonight and, and uh, give us a comment on this. And he... He said, uh, no, thank you. Uh, but he did say this. All I got to say is he is a grown man. So basically just saying Lou Will's his own man and he's got to be responsible for what he does. That's how I took it, guys. Uh, but of course, Clipper Daryl, super fan. That's his comment. Uh, what do you think? Is he holding his own guy responsible? He would floor us. He would absolutely blow us up on Instagram if this was a Laker. Absolutely blow us oh, up. Yeah, he'll put, our feet, uh, he'll put our feet to the fire for sure. I mean, he's done it for less. <laughs> For less, and, for less exactly. is, and you know, and so I mean, this is and the fact that he's glossing it off is pretty funny to me. I mean, but that's what. But hey, we all about the super fan. We're all about the professional fan. That this is actually what it's about. You need to go ahead and ride for your team, and like win, lose, or tie. You know, it's your team till you die. And so that's what I see him doing. At the same time, let's not let's let's not be, be let's be honest here. You know, he might cost them maybe a couple of games, but if he really go out there and catch Corona, then we it's really a serious situation. You know, before it's all fun and games because he's out there watching, you know, watching them shake it in the club. But when he comes in there and he actually kept, because really I see a, a comment of a man, um, think Dre said, man, it's unsanitary. Like we know, I mean, anybody that we ever been to a strip club, like I said, allegedly been to a strip club, we all know that that spray ain't going to help you. You know what I'm saying? When they go in there, that spray that they put on, that's not going to be, that's not going to help you, right? So I'm just Is that saying. the same like, stuff they spray bowling shoes? Yeah, with? you know that spray, you know that dude, you know that little, like, little spray, they spray, you know, you like, come on, man. You know you ain't clean, you know. You already did two dances. But anyway, I'll digress. I'm just saying, like, you really need to be on you're, you know, on it. And if you're bringing that back, man, look, man, that's some serious consequences, man. So everybody's trying to be safe. It shouldn't be selfish like that. At the same time, like you said, Clipper Joe will be really going ahead, going at us right now. So guess what? I'm going at Lou Will's head. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Uh, each week, we've been we doing think, something here on but- Hayden, what do you think about Lou Will go, uh, breaking, uh, going oh, out yeah. here? I mean, he's a married man, bro. You really gonna ask him that question right now? He's new. Here. <laughs> you really, dude? You just know. Hey, hey, talk about how wrong it is. You would never do nothing like that, Hayden, right? I, I mean, I'm gonna trash him in a minute, but just just to get off, I will say, if, if he's gonna do it for any club, at least it's Magic City. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I mean, once I hear Rick Ross talk about it, it's probably it's probably right on. But uh, <laughs> my, my, the way I look at it is, um, the fact that he did that and like. With a clear conscience, like I feel like if any Laker was thinking about it, they'd probably think, you know, I, I shouldn't do that. LeBron would be LeBron would kill me, or Andy David would kill me. I feel like it kind of shows also a slight lack of leadership in that locker room. Because you know, you got to think Kawhi and Paul George are both new faces, and to me, there's not like really a, a team leader I could think of that's been there for a while. I mean, even though LeBron's been there for only two years now, I think it just shows the difference in cultures in the locker room. Just those two, those two teams in Los Angeles. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It shows a difference of professionalism. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, guys. Um, man, my man Dre right here. He, hey, he ended with the comments, man. Literally, he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, those takeaways must be fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, to chance your title. You feel me? 
Like, chicken wings over be, titles. Chicken wings over titles. <laughs> <laughs> that's, great. that's awesome all right guys sorry okay now we're gonna get to okay each week we've been uh doing something here on the profanity nation we're giving out our own awards of course the nba announced that player awards will only go through march 11th so uh judging it is time to judge and of course the media decides that but um you know we own this show so we also get a chance to pick so uh each week we picked uh and this week we are going to discuss Tonight's 2019-2020 NBA Award for Defensive Player of the Year, guys. Um, there's a couple choices out there, that's for sure. Uh, it, it, it's not an easy decision, although there are a couple players that, you know, we may be thinking of. Giannis, Gobert, um, you know, you've got Anthony Davis, you've got a few others. Uh, we're going to go ahead and discuss here what each of us think and who each of us are calling out for our defensive player of the year. Let's go ahead and start with Step Pat. Who do you got this year? Uh, I actually have um, Anthony Davis. Um, so he's first in total blocks per game, uh, third in defensive rating. Um, one thing I do like about um, Anthony Davis is his versatility. Um, I love the fact that he's able to hedge out on the pick and roll and then when he's able to, you know, he goes and stays with the guard. And if they actually do try to, you know, the man try to roll, he actually can protect the rim as well. So his length and his able to get from the three-point line all the way to the, you know, the rim is amazing. And he's doing that, you know, while actually being one of the best scorers in the league. I mean, I think he's averaging um, 26 points a game. Um, and, uh, and the fact that he's doing that and keeping the Lakers in the top five and defense is amazing right now. So my pick would be Anthony Davis. Awesome. Awesome. Can't argue with that. I, and like I said, I think it's hard to argue with, with any of the decisions, uh, that anyone's going to make as long as it's a reasonable one. Uh, Hayden, uh, let's hear from you. What, what, what have you been watching, uh, this year and, and what do you see for your defensive player of the year? Um, well, first I want to say I think this is uh, another example of Alex Caruso getting snubbed for an award. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> my, my personal <laughs> is uh, definitely th- I think it's Giannis. Um, I think he is. Uh, I think I saw a stat where people going against him are only shooting forty-one percent, which is outrageous. Um, and I just think like. He is such a dominant force, and for the fact that he could be MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year, I mean, I don't, I don't know much the stats that Step Pat does. But I don't know when the last time that happened. It could have been recently. I, I don't know, but I think that's just incredible. I think, um, I think he's just such a dominant force down low on offense and defense. But I think defense, it's just so hard to score around him because his arms are so long and he's just so athletic. It's, it's crazy seeing someone that long and lanky be so athletic. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. Money Mike. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard will probably be my pick. You know, uh, uh, I love how he plays both sides. Of, uh, you know, both sides of the floor. He's averaging over uh, almost two point uh, two steals a game, which is a lot. You know, almost a, a, a half a block a game, which is you know for his height. You know, is actually pretty good. Um, but what the key point for me is the defensive rebounds. He's doing averaging over six. Since defensive rebounds a game, which is pretty amazing for uh, you know for a guy like that that has to play that plays both ends of the floors. So uh, Kawhi Leonard would be, would be my pick in the running. But let me just say this: 
my honorable mention, you know, is, is Patrick Beverly. Uh, you know, Patrick Beverly doesn't necessarily have the stats, you know, uh, to, you know, obviously he's not going to win it, but, you know, he's the heartbeat of the team. You know, he brings that energy and he makes those key plays at the, at the, you know, most important parts of the game. So, uh, you know, honorable mention would be Patrick Beverly, you know, you know, give, give him a little love, even though he, he over there on Clipper Darrell's team. But, uh, you know, I, I love his energy. We're not, hey, we're not guilty of being homers over here. Yeah. Call it as we see it. We're professional fans. We're professional right, right, fans. Right, so right, that's yeah, all right. Absolutely. absolutely. So, so yeah. I just picked, for the record, I just picked two Clippers. So, that's but the true. Clippers are going to the championship. That's true. You've just exhausted your limit for the year. So please uh, refrain <laughs> from picking any more Clippers. Uh, Step hat. Uh, I did say. You uh, did yours. That's right. And I personally, I, I, when I think of defense, guys, I think of rim protection. Uh, so I have to go with Gobert. I just, you know, the big man down on the floor, uh, holding down the rim, protecting the paint. Uh, that's where I go with it. I just uh, historically, I like to uh, see my defender be a big and, uh, you know, settle that that right there on the block, keep guys out of the paint. That's just what I like to see. But I really think it's close this year, whether it's Giannis, if it is Giannis, Giannis, like Hayden said, could be one of the first since uh, Michael Jordan and such to be both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Anthony Davis is in there, absolutely. Uh, we do have a uh, – we had a coaches poll. This is the ESPN poll. ESPN is saying Giannis at 56%, then Gobert, then Anthony Davis, and uh, oh, Patrick, Beverly have Pep, Patrick Beverly in there, so your <laughs> honorable mention. So uh, needless to say, now, uh, you know, Patrick Beverly, for me, his defense is is great, but he's kind of more just a pest. I kind of compare him to Sasha Vujicic, and he just kind of – half of his defensive scheme is just annoying the living mm, out of you. And it works, you know, but if you don't let him annoy you, sometimes, uh, he, you know, he, he doesn't quite do it. Um, and we got here – Dre has a thumbs down for Patrick Beverly, yeah. by the way. When you say the – to me, like, when I hear Patrick Beverly, I I mean, I've seen that movie before. That's Rajah Bell. I mean, that's that's the same kind of guy that actually was the, just a pest. And now for some guys, the B-plus dudes, oh, he's going to shut him down. But, you know, like, I've seen him go against Westbrook, and it was just, like, child's play. And so, you know, it's certain guys – I mean, also – he plays with an attitude. So if you do not come with that intensity, then it's not going to work for you. If you're mild mannered, he's going to overrun you and he's going to get into your chest. That's why I said the guy was Westbrook because who has more intensity than Westbrook. So when Westbrook is on the court, you already know the tone, the tone is set. And if you try to come, he's going to, Hey, he's going to meet fire with fire. And usually Westbrook wins those matchups. So you get him fired up. I never seen a guy other than Kobe play mad, play well mad like Westbrook plays well mad. And so the fact that I've seen it before, um, just like when Kobe used to bust up Rajah Bell, um, you know, it takes a special kind of defender. But look, I ain't gonna lie to him. I will, every team would like to have a Patrick Beverly. Like, like let's just be real. If we had let Patrick Beverly on our team, it wouldn't even be a contest if we win that championship. I mean, for real, we sick him on a, on the, on the, anybody. And we'll go ahead and go to work. I mean, he's a good player in his own right. I can't take nothing away from the brother. But at the same time, let's be real. I mean, after a while, the movie gets old. And if you have the skills, you can get a, you can work around that. Yeah, I agree. I agree, guys. So I, th I, wonder, uh, ahead, I wonder if, like, 
politics and like socially if uh, Rudy's handling of Corona will affect his defensive player of the year nomination. If that, I think if people hold grudges for that or not. That's a good point. And I don't think you'll hear anyone say that's why they held a grudge, but right. they'll just, they'll just vote the other way. Uh, it's definitely possible, but you know, with that again, can you go wrong? If Jonas wins, if Anthony Davis happens to win it, if it goes to Gobert, even if it, you know, goes to Kawhi, you really can't complain with those. I think Kawhi, you can complain just because of all the games he didn't play personally. He may sure. technically qualify, but if you're not doing it night in, night out against every team and you're taking nights off, then you don't qualify. That's my opinion. But, um, you know, when he plays defense, he could qualify. He could definitely be in the running, but he just he doesn't play every game. So I, I don't think that counts. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we have one more thing that we do each week, and this is Stat Pat segment. And uh, the followers, our followers on the Profanity Nation Instagram, they love this. We post it on Facebook. And, of course, this is our – South Bay Lakers player spotlight. Who is it? Um, Hayden for this. Uh, Stat Pat just goes ahead and uh, will list some stats for a player that currently plays for the South Bay Lakers. And we will post a picture with a hidden face and number, and people get to guess who it is. So you do not have to answer this question online. You can go on to Instagram if you'd like and answer this question. Uh, but this is for our listeners, and they can go online and they can uh, figure out which South Bay player this is. Stat Pat, you got the mic. All right, so this South Bay Laker player attended St. Augustine High School in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, and while doing so, he did lead his uh, high school to the 2011 state championship. In um, the 2015, um, he did hit a game-winning shot um, when he was in college um, and uh, in an upset over um, the North Carolina um, Tar Heels. And he had a game high of 25 points in that game, going 9-14 from the floor. And he actually was, uh, I think, a player of the week in the Big, Ten, Big 12 uh, player of the week. And also while uh, he was with the um, South Bay Lakers on January 26, um, 2020, he scored 30 points. Um, and he averaged currently right now for the uh, South Bay Lakers eight points and 3.2 assists per game. Who is this South Bay Laker? Okay, you can chime on to our Facebook. You can chime on to our Instagram. You can go hit YouTube and put a comment next to our video. Anywhere you want to find us, you can find us and go ahead and put a comment. Who is that South Bay Laker? And we'll go ahead and highlight a winner and announce that on Instagram. All right, guys. Uh, I want to show one thing. We're going to go into final word, but I want to show one thing. I, I Money Mike has something on. And I just think it's sweet. Everyone always asks us, one of the things people ask a lot of is where do we get the shirts? Everyone was asking us about the shirts. And uh, we're, we're constantly, ah, hey, this guy's shirt. Uh, uh, hey. We're, we're, we're constantly being asked about the shirts. I just want to show this new one that, that Money Mike is wearing, but I want to make sure it's shown. This one is just sweet. Uh, Lee Profanity Nation with a foil, a gold foil for our gold Lakers. And of course on the front, Step uh, our boys, Money Mike and Simsta. So I just want to say, guys, if you want a shirt, reach out, go to our website, uh, send us an Instagram or something, and we'll be sure to uh, uh, find its way to you, all right? So uh, let's go ahead and move on to the final word. And tonight we're going to go with Step Pat. We'll hit Hayden, Money Mike, and then I'll finish it out. So let's go, Step Pat, final word. Oh, uh, okay. So basically, we're just happy. I'm just happy basketball is, you know, back. Um, you know, the fact that we're able to see our boys go out there and perform well was very refreshing. 
Um, you know, we've heard that they're in the bubble. We heard that they were, you know, working well together. But the fact that they, you know, we able to see it, see these guys like J.R. Smith, Deion Waiter for the first time, also seeing Kuzma actually really working well. It was a really, I mean, really good time to see. And also, I'm so happy that, you know, the WNBA is back as well. And the fact that the Sparks came out there and put the smash down on their rivals, you know, Deanna Tarazi and the Phoenix Mercury was also a pleasure. So I'm just happy to basketball back. I'll take it anywhere I can get it. No fans, fans. So I'm just happy, man. It's, it's here, guys. We're here. We back. Basketball is back. We need to – we need – hey, go ahead. Uh, kind of sad, Pat said. It's been so long without sports. Like, I was watching uh, cornhole tournaments just because <laughs> – Me too. Me too. It means a lot. Uh, I was watching, the, like, the first Laker game, and I was watching it, and my wife was, like, uh, talking about it. I'm like, it's just a scrimmage. She's like, just a, why are you watching a scrimmage? I'm like, it's sports. Like, I get basketball back. I'm so excited. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to have sports back and just to kind of get back to normal. Uh, I also want to thank you guys for having me out here. This whole experience has been just really surreal. Um, never expected to get this big. Uh, I will say one small uh, superficial thing. I'm glad that if I went viral, uh, I got to do it while wearing a Gucci belt. So that's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my 15 minutes of fame in my life. It's been awesome. Thank you guys again for being so cool. You guys are the best. Oh, absolutely. Money Mike. I got a message for Clipperdale. Clipperdale. You looking at me? Hey, first of all, I want to tell you this. I love the commercial. You on Bleacher Report, next time I see you, I want your autograph. But listen, me and you got a bet. And I and Lou Williams is in quarantine. I hope and pray that he feels good, he's okay, because I don't want no excuses, none, when we take that chip right out your hands. I see you when we win the championship. We're watching you, Clipper Daryl. All right, guys, I'm, I'm going to finish with this. Um, NBA without fans isn't great. However, <laughs> yeah. NBA great games are great. These are just scrimmages. The energy in, in, in <laughs> what it looks like just a room of guys playing basketball isn't great, but hopefully that'll pick up again. These are scrimmages. Um, but I'm happy the game's back. I'm happy we have sports on tv i'm really happy the WNBA's back i'm really happy the sparks are playing so well and our boy coach Derek fisher is really getting to it um in his second year as the uh la sparks coach d fish we're looking at you um it's just great so guys we have sports we have tv we have things to talk about we're back we'll take it we've got professional fans like hayden keeping the world afloat keeping viralness going Everything's great, guys. We could ask for nothing better. Just happy to have everyone here. So it's a great time. I'd like to thank Hayden again. Hayden, thank you for joining our podcast. You represent a professional fan. You are the professional fan. You are what this show's about, and we thank you for being a part of it. You've done great. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. I really do appreciate it. It's, it's an honor. Absolutely. And Money Mike, carry us out, please. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> there it is. There it is. Wash your hands. And if you can't wash your hands, get some hand sanitizer. <laughs>
There it is. All right, let's keep everyone healthy, guys, for the show, for the for the games. Let's keep the bubble healthy. Let's keep the bubble healthy. They're talking to you, Lou Will. They're talking to you, Lou Will. Exactly. Don't mess this up, man. You messed it up for everybody. Don't fail the test, Lou. All right, guys. Everybody, thank you for listening. You know where to find us: Instagram, Facebook, The Profanity Nation, theprofanitynation.com. Thanks for listening. Lakers for life. Peace. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Profanity Nation to keep up on LA sports and breaking news. And check in online at theprofanitynation.com. Thank you. This episode of the Profanity Nation podcast has been brought to you by United One Protection Services. We do more than just security. We protect your livelihood. Whether it's commercial or residential needs, United One Protection Services has you covered. You can find them at unitedoneps.com. That's united, the number one, ps.com. This episode of the Profanity Nation is brought to you by the SEO Queen Digital Marketing Agency, where you are more than a number. During this new economy with COVID-19, it is important for your prospects to be able to reach out to you while maintaining social distancing. You can sell your products and services to the world with a great website that is on Google Page One and getting your share of the two trillion searches happening on Google annually. Contact the SEO Queen today for website design, SEO services, and all digital marketing services. Just visit online or call the SEO Queen by the SEOQueen.net or 617-475-0964.